Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. So I'm Natalie and I took on discussion director this week. And I took on the minute maker. And I'm Michelle. My name is Miriam and I'm in charge of the content connoisseur. Okay, so let's begin. And this is just like an overview of like kind of what we've touched on last week, but not like I wanted to dive in a little further into this. And the first question is, what are some themes in the book you have identified so far? (laughs) Would you like to start off? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I went with like more of the obvious one, censorship, because obviously the government is controlling what people can read and like yeah (laughs) sorry yeah and then another theme I feel like that's kind of like underlying is kind of family because I was looking at the way that their relationships work and it's not like it's not it's not like um like what we're accustomed to if that makes sense their relationships are very odd and distinct and they don't to me family is like some like a place where you're close together and somewhere you can be safe around with but i feel like as for them they don't have that same feeling yeah yeah that's good i i think those are some important points you made right now um michelle do you have anything to add or would you like um well i agree with natalie the relationships are really like bland and everything but i think a part of that might be the fact that time has changed a lot throughout the book well from what i've read by far and it kind of turned into like a really good world to a really horrible world which might have affected the way people act toward each other mm-hmm. they might feel empty yeah yeah i think i think your the point you made about relationships in the book totally covers the like a theme of love mm-hmm. and the differences between um how he feels for mildred and Cla- clarice right yeah clarice. um but yeah that was a good i think that was a really good overarching um theme yeah can we move on yeah 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 sure. okay so the next question is how would you describe the culture in fahrenheit 451 um personally i think they want society to be very happy and perfect and, um there was a um sorry let me just find it really quick mm-hmm. there was a point in the book where i thought it was really interesting where um montag was talking to uh Betty or Beatty? How do you say it? I think it's yeah, Beatty. I know which who you're talking about. Yeah. Be- yeah. Well, um... Hold on, sorry. <clears throat> oh, you guys are free to keep on oh. uh, making points. Okay, so yeah. Well, I'll just find them. Do you have anything, Michelle? The culture in Fahrenheit 451. <laughs> yeah. I think... I don't know. It's, I find it really confusing i don't really get it well i mean have you guys ever read the giver before kind yeah. of like the giver yeah. yeah i feel like the cultures like their cultures are just so similar to each other the society or not society the government or the people in power just control everything and in a way that just like when i was thinking about fahrenheit 451 and i as i was reading it really reminded me of the giver and how they want like this perfect society they have like this image of this perfect society and i feel like that's what kind of the culture in this book is yeah i was gonna connect it to the giver too but then i like (laughs) thought back and i'm like huh 
Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you because you know how in The Giver they like, you have to take a shot in order to like not feel anything mm-hmm. and then in the end they feel love. Kind of yeah. reminds me of Montag because <gasps> yes. he's not really in he's love. love. Yeah. Well, he, well, I don't know. And like the shot that like the, 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 the shot that they take in, um, in The Giver could be like them not reading and once... Oh my yeah. god, what was the main character's name? Because you know, reading gives you information. Right? Yeah. Something. Yeah. For what? In the in the giver. Mm-hmm. Well, the like main character in the giver, he stopped taking Gabe? the shot. I think I yeah, no, Gabe no, was a little I kid. Don't know. <laughs> yeah, Gabriel, the little yeah, kid. Yeah, that's the little kid. But like once he stops taking the shot, he starts realizing things, and I feel like that's um his way of like understanding how really how like. I guess you could say messed up his culture and like where he's living his yeah. society is and it's similar to Montag's first reading books because he's beginning to realize a lot of things and he's like it's kind of like you were oblivious to these things that were right in front of you yeah. oh so i found the point that i was trying to make about um society wanting to be perfect and i found this really odd that on page 55 um be- Beady Betty, I'm sorry, I don't know how to say the name, but he states that we must all be alike. Not everyone is born free and equal, as the Constitution says, but everyone made equal. And I thought that was weird because he kind of distorted what the Constitution says. And he also makes the point that, I mean, um, a little after he says that, he says that firemen were given a new jobs um, as custodians of peace of mind. So they were their new job was to um, bring peace to the people and just make sure that society wasn't destroying what they're building. And um, after like a page on 57, it says that um, they burn books, um, says burn all, burn everything. Fire is bright and fire is clean. Which page? It's on page 57. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that was that's that was a there's during this chapter there's this really big point where everything has to be perfect, clean, and it shouldn't disrupt the happiness of the people. Do you feel like in a way that some that in a way like that being perfect and being like this high like upholding people's high standards? You think like in a way that it kind of like relates to right now? Like, do you know what I mean? Like Not with really. like, with, <laughs> I mean, with like social media and everything. You I know mean, what I mean? You definitely. I mean, people have the the freedom to follow the people they want and see the things they want to see. But like, for example, on Instagram, you see your feed, right? And then you see things related to what you like. Now everything's more customized. Like even your search engines and like if you go on Pinterest, <laughs> yeah. you get things that are according to your interests and not really anything else. Once in a while you get like some little things that you're like, oh, that's weird, but I'm not interested. You just swipe. Yeah. But now everything's, I think, so customized to what your liking is that they want. I mean, social media platforms, the internet just wants you to be satisfied so you can keep on going back. And I don't know, like, like maybe we're slowly becoming... Uh, less not what's it called not less I don't know if it would be like less diverse but it's just I don't know I know what you're trying to say but I oh for me I think depending on who you are too like depending on your take on media because like for me when I had it and when I was on my phone a lot of the time I would feel really like down yeah me too and now that I've deleted everything 
and have the power to do what I want to do other than watching people do what they want to do, mm -hmm, I feel more good. I'm happier now. So I think the fact that they have to follow other people, like burning books and everything, can mm -hmm. affect like their intake on information. A lot of the time information can be bad or good, but... Like, I feel like too much information can ruin a person, though. Depending on the information. When you know too much, it's not, like it's not the best. Like yeah, you you can use it as an advantage, but it's not the best thing either. Because can you imagine little kids running around, like little kids, elementary school kids running around knowing about what's going on, how immigrants are being affected right now. Like I just I feel like them knowing too much would really affect them, like at a young age. I think I think called the way society is now that we're given the complete almost the complete freedom to read what we want and write and say what we want is like sure there are people that choose to throw um use it to the extremes but there's also normal people like for example us like i mean we intake information and we choose what to believe and what not to believe and what to read and not i mean not to read so i mean yeah there's that i guess that their society is worried that maybe that once they give people the freedom to take whatever information they want, there will always be that one crazy person or that one person that's too obsessed with the information they're given. So I think that's their main concern. And so they'd rather not have anyone be an exception and have everyone just, you know, dead. Okay, but I have a question. Would you rather, like, have people... Uh, how do I... I had the question. Would you rather hide the truth from the people or tell them the truth? Yeah, like like in the, like, like the truth no like truth in general like just have like well I mean don't people hide the truth to avoid hurting other people's feelings to begin with well then thinking about you like who you are not other people because you you live you live with your body for like your whole life right so thinking about you do you think if people would you want to know the truth or would you want want it to be hidden if if you okay look if if I have a negative thing that, like, if people are, like, talking behind your back or something, mm -hmm. and I tell you, it can help you grow. Or I don't know how to put it, depending on, like, the information, you, right? It's just, like, in any occasion, would you rather know the truth or just Yeah, because, like, you can grow from the truth, but if you have it hidden away from you, then you'll never know. Yeah, you have to train yourself. You have to yeah. be, like, you have to be able have to, to take tough. the hit. Yeah, you have to be <laughs> cutting Wow, I'm, I never really thought about that. I mean, personally, I would rather take the. Oh, <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather hear the truth than to never hear it at all. I think that even though it hurts in the moment, it'll go. Oh, it won't go completely away. But I mean, but it's better than it just, like being oblivious, and especially if the other people around you knew the truth to begin with. I feel like that's what hurts the most. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. It's Okay, so this is kind of referring back to what we talked about last week, but it's why do you guys think that people are being arrested for weird crimes? For, for weird crimes? Yeah, well, not like weird, but like Clarice was mentioning that they were being arrested for driving slow, for being a pedestrian, and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. but, like, why do you feel like they're being arrested for these reasons? Because I think. Oh, oh no, no, go ahead. Okay, well, they're like, they're being too harsh, like, to, they want to maintain a perfect world, so they'll catch you for every little thing, that's pretty much all I Yeah, you're, you're disturbing what they have planned, so they'd rather get rid of you than 
deal with you. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That's... But that was that was a good question. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pick too much thought. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So next question is. This is referring back to page 69, right? It's when Mildred when Mildred and Montag begin reading books together. How do you think that affected the relationship and like what were their different reactions? I don't have a very strong point in that or opinion. I don't know. I think Mildred, you know that moment where um, Mildred found out that he was reading? I think she was so shocked. But at the same, there was a little point where she was like amazed and like excited, I think. It was just like a where they described um, her reaction. And that made me wonder like, like did she, I don't know, did she really want? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe she was always curious about what her husband does, and she's heard these stories about these books, and if she knows that these are wrong, like I think you always have that little curiosity, like mm, if it's bad, then let me try it. Yeah, but yeah, Michelle, do you have anything, Ted? Um, I'm like I'm catching up on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so I think that in a way it's kind of what the relationship needed because i'm not trying to say they had like a dead relationship but something yeah yeah they need a little push Mm -hmm. because they start arguing right and it's and i think it's very significant because it shows when you argue with with someone it shows that you care about them that's what i was gonna say yeah because you're not gonna waste your time with people you know if you like why waste your time arguing if you don't care about them even with the people you hate like you care about yeah. them because you argue because you argue and you're investing time so i i feel like that's kind of like what they needed like a small argument to show that they really do care about each other so yeah awesome is that that's it Are we done yeah. Oh, okay. Good job, guys. Great podcast. It was a pleasure to burn with you today. Oh. <laughs>